Sidewalk Audio presents Shadow Magic, a podcast novel by John Lenahan, read by the author. Chapter 18 The Castle Beach. You did it to yourself, I said, almost shouting. You cut off your own hand? Yes, father said. But didn't you realize that you couldn't take the choosing without a right hand, or that you'd become the one-handed prince? No. The look on my father's face made me realize just how insensitive my questions were. Of course he realized these things. Now. At the moment I raised the sword, Dad confessed. The only thought that went through my mind was winning, or more to the point, beating Kielty. All thoughts of rune-choosing or prophecies or even the pain were superseded by the desire to win. It was foolish. I looked in his eyes. He had paid dearly for that impulsive act. It was courageous, Lord Oison, said a voice. It was a raff. I had almost forgotten that the others were there. Dad gave him a soft smile. Thank you, Araf. You imps and leprechauns are a romantic bunch. You have always considered my moment of madness as courage. It wasn't. It was stupidity. Is that why Lorcan's army is called the Army of the Red Hand? I blurted without thinking. Mom, Dad, and Neve simultaneously shouted, What? Araf and Essa gave me a very dirty look. I had made a solemn vow to keep Lorcan's army secret. Fergal tried to change the subject. It must have created quite a commotion at the finish line when you threw your hand to the shore. Dad ignored him and looked directly at me. What did you say? Me? I squirmed. I didn't say anything. You did, Dad said. You said something about Lorcan and an army. No, I didn't, I interrupted. I do have a few secrets that I've kept from you, Father. Most of them like what happened at the party I had in the house when I was sixteen and you were out of town, I keep so as to not get into trouble. Other secrets I keep because I swore an oath on the house of Dor. There are things it is not in my power to tell. I wanted to tell him all, especially now that he was finally telling me the truth, but I had sworn an oath. Dad looked deep in my eyes, and I saw that he understood. You had a party in the house when I was out of town? I smiled. Seriously, Fergal said. I want to know what happened just after you threw your hand to the shore. It must have been pandemonium. He looked like a little boy being told a bedtime story. I wouldn't know, Dad said. I was unconscious at the time. I was there, Mom said. I wouldn't say, Fergal, that it caused a commotion. At least, not at first. Everyone was stunned into silence. You had to realize that only a handful of us knew how important this race was. Most people thought it was harmless family fun. No one could understand what made Oisin do such a desperate thing. Lord Finn and I dove into the lake and carried Oisin to the shore. He was bleeding terribly. Finn tore off a strip of his robe and tied a tourniquet around his wrist, but 
The bleeding would not stop. I thought he was going to die. I had some tree sap hidden in my satchel. I used it on the wound and encanted a shadow spell. I heard Una and Neve gasp. Shadow magic. Lord Finn looked at me and asked if this was really shadow magic. I told him it was, and saw the conflict in his face. I had just saved his favorite son, but I had also just performed an act that was punishable by death. Since the damage was already done, I picked up Oisin's hand, and using shadow magic again, I preserved it in amber sap. Finn came close and whispered in my ear. Do you have a place to go? he said, and I nodded. Then he said, Go there, and never come back. There were tears in his eyes when Lord Finn stepped back and announced to all that I was banished, and my name was to be purged from our minds, and my memory was to be purged from our hearts. That was the last I saw of anyone from the land, other than Oisin and the Feely, until the Shadow Runes told me to rescue you and your father from Kilti's dungeon. How could he do that to you, I said. Finn sounds as bad as Kilti. Do not judge your grandfather harshly, Mom said in that motherly tone that made me a bit ashamed of myself. He should have had me executed on the spot. I'm sure many thought he was wrong to let me live. You have to remember how much pain Maeve and her shadow magic had caused. It's hard to be a good man and a great king. Your grandfather Finn was a great king. So you came back here? Banishment, Mom said, was not really that much of a hardship for me. I came back here to live among the Feely. I had found peace here. The only hardship was that Oisin was not with me. I didn't find out about all this for two days, Dad said. After the boat race, Una gave me a tonic to make me sleep. Who broke the news to you, I asked. That question sent a shiver down my father's back. When I awoke, I was in bed being nursed by Kielty. Kielty? What was he doing there? Oh, I'm sure he put on that sickening Kielty charm and convinced the nurse that he should look after his poor brother for a while. Dad's face hardened. When I opened my eyes, my first sight was his glaring countenance. Well, well, little brother. What were you thinking? Kielty asked me. I was terrified, Dad admitted. I tried to shout, but my throat was so dry I could hardly make a sound. Shh! Don't exert yourself, little brother. You have been through an ordeal. What I can't figure out is, what were you, Daddy, and that witch Una concocting that made winning that race so important? Or was it that you just hate me so much that beating me was worth losing your hand? Dad's voice faltered. All of the realities of what I had done crashed down on me like a wall of stone. I could hardly breathe. Oh, my gods, Kielty said, smiling. 
You didn't think about this before, did you? It's just occurred to you. And then he laughed. Well, let me sum it up for you. Without a rune hand, you can never take the choosing. And without a choosing, you can never be king. And because you are a one-handed prince, you can never have an heir. If I didn't know better, I would have thought you did this as a present for me. When I finally found a whispering voice, I said, Where is father? Oh, father is off talking to the other lords, trying to explain why he didn't have Deirdre killed. I tried to sit up and failed. Oh, I forgot, Kilty said. You've been out of it for the last two days. How can I break it to you? Deirdre is gone. And you'll never guess, that little vixen is a shadow witch. I panicked. I couldn't breathe. Oh, my little brother, I can see. You knew already. Shame on you. You see, she performed a little shadow magic show with your wrist and hand. You should have seen it. It was quite a demonstration. I thought our big sister Neve was going to pee herself. I expected Daddy to chop her head off right then and there, but instead he just banished her. He is as weedy as you. I gathered up all of my strength and took a swing at him. I would have connected too if there had been a fist attached to my wrist. Kilty thought that was so funny he cackled loud enough to alert the nurse. He explained to her that he was overcome with joy seeing that his brother was going to recover and danced out of the room. Eth arrived just after Kilty left. He was beside himself with grief. He blamed himself for what happened to me. It wasn't his fault. I'm sure he was enchanted by that banshee witch, Mina. But I was tired and angry. I shouted at him. I told him he was weak, that this was all his fault, and I never wanted to see him again. He left the castle that day. I never had the chance to tell him I didn't mean it. In one day, I had lost my love, my best friend, my hand, and had given the crown to the most evil man in the land. If I had had the strength, I would have killed myself then and there. Dad stopped talking, looked down, and wiped his eyes. How could I have lived with a man all of my life and never really known him? I stood up and put my arms around him. Mom picked up the story. After Kilty's choosing, where he surprisingly chose the reed rune, a wyson came to find me here in the feely lands. By then... I was very pregnant with you, Connor. Even the Feely were concerned when they saw that I was carrying the child of the one-handed prince. We consulted the shadow runes and came up with a plan. Your father and you would give up your immortality, just like the Feely druids had done. And then, after a full mortal life, the son of the one-handed prince would die a natural death in the real world. It was the best we could do for you, Connor. I performed the shadow spell myself that sent the two of you to the real world. It was the worst day of my life. 
This lunch was starting to turn into a blubber fest. I let go of Dad and hugged Mom. When I could finally speak again, I asked, Why didn't you come with us? The shadow runes forbid it, she said. These shadow runes, I asked, are they really as clever as all that? All the fortune-telling I've seen in my life was always so vague that it could be interpreted as anything. Before Mom could answer, a voice startled me from behind. Why don't you see for yourself? It was Fawn. She was standing in the doorway. I was surprised to see it had grown dark outside. The shadow casting is ready, she said. Mom stood. Well, let us see if the shadow runes can tell us of Master Fergal's lineage, shall we? You have been listening to Shadow Magic, a podcast novel by John Lenahan. Music gratefully provided by Lunasa. To hear more of their fabulous music, please visit their website, www.lunasa.ie. That's www.lunasa.ie. For more information about Shadow Magic or its author, please visit www.shadowmagic.co.uk Thank you very much for listening.